this morning i have a a, a message to share but i do believe um, this is from the lord i don't have anything on the screen as such like taking notes or anything we're going to just meditate on one particular scripture and see how the lord leads um, but before that as usual i have a, a one liner that i shared last week but i think it is still funny to share it again so i'm going to share that you know i wish mosquitoes suck fat instead of blood i eat this is my all time favorite i'm going to say it again i eat twice as much meat as possible so that the vegan who thinks that he is making a difference doesn't make any difference at all okay i don't know it is funny for you but it is funny for me anyway lift up your bible say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will take control of my lips and i pray that you will speak through me it won't fall on a rocky places among the weeds among the thorns it will fall on a good soil so it will bear fruit so that ultimately that you get all the glory in jesus name amen we pray this prayer every single week isn't it lord influence me this morning you know what is the influence influence is basically somebody has got a major say over your life and if jesus has got the major say over your life that means jesus is your number one influencer amen so this morning um i want to talk about um, only one chapter it's in the middle of uh, uh, the book it's called isaiah the book of isaiah turn with me to isaiah 35 and uh, it's got 10 verses this is the chapter that is so ridiculously prophetic about the church that is yet to come isaiah lived 700 years before jesus was born isaiah lived in a time where the judah the nation of judah the nation of israel they were a mess they were a chaos and they kind of lost their way and if you look at isaiah 34 and 36 it's so weird how it's sandwiched in between 34 is a chapter full of the wrath of the lord because people have messed up and god's anger is over them and it's so challenging to see 34 the lord uses this prophet to speak because you have chosen deliberately to walk away from me these are the things going to happen how many of you know every promise of god comes with yeah yeah a condition do you know that you know promises are not made without condition god loves us unconditionally but his promises have some requirements and this morning god has given some promises in the bible and if you look at isaiah 35 we don't we're not going to go right now in, in right now but i just want to do some backdrop but if you look at isaiah 36 36 is about a, an Assyrian king coming and threatening the nation of Israel and he's saying you know what i'm going to kill you guys wipe out and this guy Ezekiah he goes up and he cries out to the lord and the lord sends an angel this is a bizarre story an angel comes and destroys 185000 people i mean i don't know when was the last time angel came to cmc or gandhinagar this is what happened angel of the lord came and destroyed 185000 people so you see bazaar events are events are happening but in the midst of that there is a prophetic voice 
God wants to speak and we're going to come to that in a moment but I want you to put your finger if you have a paper bible but if you don't have a paper bible turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4 it's not in the screen Ephesians chapter 4 I want to take a few minutes to talk about a, a, a thought that will help you understand why we are going to meditate on Isaiah 35 Ephesians chapter 4 Ephesians is after Genesis and before Revelation and uh, it goes on like this chapter 4 verse 11 it was he that was jesus they're talking about jesus it was he who gave some to apostles some to prophets some to be evangelists some to be pastors and some to be teachers verse 12 to prepare god's people who are god's people that's you just look at someone and say you are god's people you know for works of service so that the body of christ may be built up verse 13 until we reach all unity in the faith in the knowledge of the son of god and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of christ so this verse talks about the equipping of the body okay sadly the church has moved from equipping the body to celebrating one man's gift you understand what i'm saying sundays have become a place for two gifts to be manifested one is the gift of preaching and teaching that you will hear for 30 to 40 minutes another one is a gift of singing and praising these are the two main gifts you will hear the rest of them are basically spectators or to be positively affirming participants but never yeah equipping the body of christ so we have moved so far so that's why this morning what my heart i'm i'm feeling strongly in my spirit that god wants us to be equipped so that we don't just do church we are the church when we go out amen so doing church is when you come and you just get somebody's preaching and you you kind of feeling good you take some notes and you think i have done church but that is never the idea of god the idea of god is more than that it's to equip you in such a way that look at this verse 13 so that you will attain the whole measure of the fullness of christ so what does that mean that means everything that christ possessed will be possessed by you not by possessed by the pastor alone not possessed by the spiritual sorry the worship leader alone not by possessed by some you know random evangelist to come and speak to you no it's possessed by every single believer imagine can you just dream with me just for a second imagine a church that is equipped in the full measure of christ how it will be in the world how it will be how it will represent the world we will not be we will not be inviting people to an event we will inviting people to your lifestyle because our lifestyle is so attractive to the people because christ is manifested but right now sadly we have evolved over the years we have come to a point where i'm going to church i'm going to listen to a man or a woman who going to use all his gifts to speak to communicate and i going to get all this i can i'm going to feel good with the music and the aircon and the and the, and the worship and then that's it i'm done i'm done for sunday you know and then we sing like what uh, the song that recently came closed on sunday you're my chickfilly <laughs> and we move on from from a place of connecting with the lord for one and a half hours and then we continue with our own life but the bible talks about the early church they were all equipped 
everyone is equipped everyone is equipped in the full measure of christ not in the full measure of the pastor everyone is equipped not in the full measure of the worship leader everyone is measured in the full measure of christ so that means every christian is equipped in such a way that the non christian will look at him and say wow there is something in you that i don't have what is that that is an invitation for them to come to the fullness of god amen with this in background now turn with me to isaiah 35 this is a prophecy about the redeemed church of the lord the niv gives a beautiful uh, heading the joy of the redeemed so we're going to go it's only 10 verses i have no notes you know the notes are in the bible so we're going to go verse by verse you guys okay come on so this is what it says the desert and the parched land now before i am going to go verse by verse i want you to be prepared for one thing this morning i'm not going to just preach for 20 minutes we're going to all do it together what does that mean we're going to pause in some ways some verses we're going to pause we're going to declare something over the life of our lives or the over the city over our families so i want you to participate amen every sunday when we come we say i am not a spectator i am a worshipper amen now you're not going to sit there and say well he's going to preach i'm here to just listen no 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 we're going to do it together so it's only 10 verse thank god it's only 10 verse so it will take more time if it is if, if it was some other word like psalm 119 to to meditate on that it would be really longer this is what it says the desert and the parched land isaiah is talking about the future church the the victorious church that is about to come the desert and the parched land will be glad and the wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus it will burst out in bloom it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy the glory of lebanon will be given to it the splendor of carmel carmel and sharon and they will see the glory of the lord the splendor of a god let's pause here for a moment this is what isaiah is prophesying over the coming of the church the church has gone through a wilderness time what is a church church is not a building church is not a building you go to church is not a meeting you attend to church is a family you belong to amen so it's so isaiah is prophesying there is a season in everyone's life you have gone through wilderness anybody either you come out of wilderness or you are going through a wilderness or you will be going through a wilderness and in the midst of wilderness what is your number one emotion should be the joy that's why it's the title is very well titled by the niv the joy of the redeemed and we as christians in the new covenant life we have to choose joy ahead of the breakthrough amen we are taught I will choose joy when I receive a breakthrough. But as a Christian, as a new covenant Christian, we have to choose joy. So I want you to take a few moments. This is what we're going to do. Maybe you're going through a wilderness moment. Maybe it's your family situation. Your your finances may be in a, in a, not in a good shape. Maybe your family member who is not in a good shape. Maybe you are going through work that is given so much pressure. Maybe you you go through I don't know your own personal challenges. This wilderness time, you're going to choose right now to rejoice. I mean, why don't you take a few seconds, lift up your hands, and you just say, God, I choose to rejoice. Come on, we're going to do it together. 
So we all gonna we're gonna do it together. I choose to rejoice, Lord. I choose to rejoice even in the midst of all the pain, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of all my desert parched land, in the midst of this, I choose to rejoice because you are good. You are good not just when things goes well, you are good even when the things doesn't go well. You are good not only in the bright and sunny days, but you are good even in the gloomy and dark days. Come on church, I want you to do it. This is all, we're going to do it together. So open your mouth, you can declare the goodness of the Lord. Come on, yes. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus, yes. Look at this verse, verse 2. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. Three things are mentioned here, Lebanon, Carmel, and Sharon. If you look at the history, Lebanon was the country for known for top peaks with snow caps on it. It's the, one of the beautiful countries, landlocked countries. It's in the middle of Iraq and in the Syria and it's just a small country and in the Middle East. Beautiful country. Right now it's chaos because of all the ethnic clashes. But then Carmel, Carmel is a hilly place, Mount Carmel. You know, in, in Elijah showed up on that. You know, and then you have Sharon. Sharon is a is a place even in Songs of Solomon. It talks about the the valley, the, the plains, and it's so beautiful. And this is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take the chaos, the deserted, the parched land into a nation that looks beautiful, a mountain where you'll encounter God, and the valley where you can live with the peace and that surpasses all understanding. But this is what the Lord says. He is not finished here. That verse 3. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give away. Say to those fearful hearts. Be strong. Do not fear. Your God will come. And he will come with vengeance. With divine retribution. He will come to save you. Let's pause here. What is hands? It says feeble hands and weak knees. What do you, what do, you do with the hands? You do things. You, you work with your hands. You do the work of the Lord. What do you do with the knees? You, the knees are important to walk. To walk in the ways of God. And this is what some of you may go through right now. You may be going through a very challenging time where you don't know what to do. How to take step, next step. You're kind of stuck. God is saying to you, fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear. If this is what going through in your heart, I want you to speak it over your soul. You know, sometimes you have to take the word, not sometimes, this is the reality, but sometimes you have to really have a conversation with yourself. You need to say, you know what? You know, this is what I heard the story, like one person was constantly tormented by the devil. And then one day he said, okay, I'm going to put a chair here. And he put the devil, uh, another chair for the devil. And he sat there, crossed his legs. Devil, you're going to sit now and listen to me while I'm worshipping Jesus. So the worst thing you can do to a devil when he's tormenting you, start worshipping him, worshipping Jesus. When the devil torments you, you are given anointing to torment the tormentor. How are you going to torment the tormentor? By worshipping him. Amen. That's what we're going to do. Take a few seconds now again. We're going to say to our hearts, don't fear. Don't fear. I don't know what situation you're going through financial, family, sickness, whatever it is. Say to yourself, come on church, lift up your hearts to the Lord. Open your mouth, declare, this is house guys, this is not a church, this is a family. We cry out to God, we talk to daddy, come on. Yes, yes, weak knees, feeble hands, 
fearful hearts don't worry in jesus name my god will come through say this over yourself my god will come through my god will come through my god will come through for my family my god will come through for my for my situation and finances my god will come through in my in my city my god will visit me yes i am not alone come on church come on lift up your voice yes thank you jesus thank you strengthen the feeble hands lord and i pray for my brothers and sisters here strengthen their feeble hands so father i pray that seems like some of you feel like giving up and i sense in my heart the lord is saying don't give up the breakthrough is yet to come the breakthrough is yet to come hold on to me i am the one who led you so far i'm going to lead you through i'm going to take you through the prom to this valley of shadow of death and you will see the promised land thank you jesus thank you father look at verse 5 this is beautiful then will the eyes of the blind be open and he goes on in the list the eyes of the blind will be open the ears of the deaf unstopped then the lame leap with deer mute tongue shout for joy what it reflects it talks about the ministry of jesus we read this when we started the church we read this matthew chapter 4 verse 20 verse 24 jesus did three things he preached he taught and he healed he preached he taught and he healed and if you are a follower of jesus this is your three things to do hello i'm just a believer brother i'm just an attendee no you are a follower of jesus if you are a follower of jesus you are called to preach teach and to heal amen so right now we're going to lift up our voices and going to pray for those who are sick amen we're going to cry out to god for them you know we're not going to reduce god to our level of understanding many people reduce god to the level of their experience oh god didn't do this to me so maybe god is you know not my not a, not necessarily a healer you know maybe he heals but not everyone gets healed where do we get that theology we got the theology because we have reduced god to our experience we're going to go back to the basics jesus preached he taught and he healed lift up your voice and say god give me that boldness to preach give me the boldness preaching is not screaming from the rooftop from the corner of the street preaching is declaring what god has said about him about you to others where you are at you know that's what preaching what is teaching teaching is what god has taught you the ways and you teach somebody it may be somebody a colleague or a coworker or a student that works with you that whoever it is that struggling to make decisions bright decisions you help them you teach them and also you come along with with them and you speak life over them so father i pray right now come on church yes the eyes will be open lord the ears of the deaf will be unstopped the lame will leap like a deer the mute tongue will shout for joy yes father i pray why don't you pray god restore the joy of my life yes that's what david prayed when he sinned and he said restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me come on yes lord restore restore father restore in jesus name yes father Yes we are not just called to live a life just us alone there's a 800000 plus living in the city help them those blind eyes will see those lame will walk those mute will talk yes father we thank you look at this verse 7 the burning sand will become a pool and the thirsty ground bubbling springs in the haunts where jackals once lay grass reeds and papyrus will grow and this is the beautiful verse 
and the highway will be there it will be called the way of holiness the unclean will not journey on it it will be for those who walk in the way the wicked fools will not go about on it and the early christians the early church was called the people who follow the way you know they are the one who follow the way and many times this is a sad thing many this is a sad thing many christians don't even realize that they have a legitimate solution to the problems we encounter you know we have we have taken a back seat if you look 3 400 years before the church was leading the world inventions came out of the church cure came out of the church blessings came out of the church printing press was printed because of a christian do you know that today we have red cross i mean they took the cross and shoveled it a little bit you know it just made it looks like a plus mark but actually it's a cross it's a, it's a christian foundation it's all started christians were the influences of the world look where we are at right now look at top 10 countries top 10 businesses sorry not countries businesses no one of them are christian none of them look at the innovation why what happened we have somehow got this idea in our mind that we are to insulate ourselves and isolate from the world isolation and insulation and that's why today there is no effective do you believe that one day out of the church of the lord jesus christ can raise influences that can influence this nation yes you know abraham kuyper i don't know whether you heard this guy he was a mathematician and he was a, just a small teacher in a, in a in a in a small village in holland and god said to him i want you to leave your job and start working in the government and he started a university called free university fry in in, in dutch they say fry university it is one of the best universities in holland many christians Oxford, Harvard, all of these universities were called to train the pastors to be an influence. I mean, of course, those people have drifted now, but these were the main reason they were all there. But look where we are at right now. We are we are not in the front lines. Hundred years ago, there was one lady who listened to the voice of the Lord, and she came and gave her life. And that's why majority of you are here. If that lady didn't say yes. <laughs> 90% 95% won't be here what are we doing now we we kind of isolate ourselves and the best way you know there was a, a, a illustration one of the pastors was telling to me on the other day and the best way the, the, there's a enemy is going and talking to god and 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 the satan each one is uh, uh, having a discussion how to stop believers not pursuing the, their god given goal one is saying i'm going to give them you know uh, addiction to pornography addiction to lust and addiction to this and this and this and the enemy the chief satan was saying yeah but this all they can overcome but this one enemy came up and said to the chief and he said you know what i'm going to keep them busy i'm going to keep them busy and i'm going to keep them isolated look where we are at today we have a bubble called christian bubble we have come into the christian bubble and we are isolated and we are so busy we are so busy and we have no time even to reach out and one of my friends said god is on a mission trip go next door amen your next door neighbor is your mission trip amen your next cubicle is your 
mission trip look at this verse it's like the highway of the lord unclean will not journey on it psalms 24 talks about this thing who can enter into the holy those who are unclean cannot go lift up your hands who heavenly let the king of glory may come in amen so we're going to trust the holy spirit and ask the lord for renewing the passion so that we can continue to live a life that as god has originally designed we are never called to isolate ourselves insulate ourselves we are never called to be in a place where just be in my house my my church my little thing my little flock my little meeting my little group no it's more than that amen and look at verse 9 no lion will be there lion is a metaphor used for satan who devours and destroys nor will be any ferocious beast get upon it and they will be found there but only the redeemed will walk and the ransom of the lord will return and they will enter zion what is zion zion is the dwelling place of god zion with singing and everlasting joy will crown their heads gladness and joy will overtake them sorrow and sighing will flee away let's picture ourselves we are walking in the street what is over your head is joy and gladness or confusion and strife what is overing your head is joy and gladness or frustration and bitterness what is overing your head is joy and gladness or is it is it frustration and and and, and unforgiveness what is overing your head what is the number one thing what is the number one emotion you are encountering is the joy of the lord is your number one emotion or the preoccupation of the world the things in your life if joy of the lord is not your number one emotion i think we have to go back to the basics and say god i want the basic back i want i want my joy back i almost wanted to name this uh, as morning talk or whatever you can call it uh, i don't know about you i'm going to choose joy but, but i thought let's stick with what the niv says you know the joy of the redeemed and i believe that god wants to restore the joy and joy is so different than the happiness that we face happiness happens when you suddenly get your bonus you know or you get an instant holiday your boss says you take the weekend off you know just sleep well we'll see you two days later you feel like wow this guy god sent angel has said that you know but that's that's happiness that's more than that joy is the in the midst of suffering in the midst of chaos in the midst of uncertainty in the midst of confusion in the midst of even a dead end but you know just like what this prophet said though the fig tree may not bear fruit yet i will rejoice in the lord god of my salvation and i want to challenge you it's easy to worship god when everything goes well it's easy to worship god when you have hundreds and hundreds of people excellent musicians and it's easy to worship god it's easy to even preach when the chairs are so full but can you be that vessel that christ will be my everything and christ's joy will be your everything in the midst when you don't see certainty let's take some few minutes let's ponder on this i want to ask you if you don't have the joy as your primary emotion in your life i want you to take a moment and say god i need the joy back i don't know where i lost it you know where did i lose it did i lose it over a relationship did i lose it over a situation that happened did i lose it because uh, you know i became very uh, religious in my in my thinking 
And sometimes that's what we do. You know, we kind of lose the joy and we kind of try to do Christian life. People say, I'm trying, brother. Have you heard that word? I'm trying. I'm just putting up there, you know. I, I, I understand, but there is much more than that. It's a deeper relationship that says, God, your joy becomes my primary emotion. What is the, what is the number one trap of joy stealers? When joy can be stolen, when you start comparing with others. Joy can be stolen when you start criticizing others. Joy can be stolen when you start having bitterness towards others. You know, the bitterness is the number one catastrophic enemy in the body of Christ. And that too among the Christian circles, it's so sad because it's in the Indian Christian circle, it's so sad because we don't talk openly. We keep everything under the carpet thinking if we share, we're going to hurt people's feelings. And we kind of accumulate bitter, bitter, bitter. And people become, it's, it's a cancerous situation. And I want to challenge you. If you have lost the joy, let's take it back. Joy is not a feeling good thing. Joy is deeper than that. Joy is a substance that you know, it's, even though it's not the absence of problem, it's the presence of God in the midst of problem. Amen? I, I want to pray with you this morning. I believe God wants to redeem the church. He wants to take us to the place where we will see the Lebanon, the beautiful mountain, Carmel, and the, and the splendor and the glory of the Lord. But to get there, there is one requirement for you and me, is the joy. And we miss the joy. We don't, we're not going to get the blessings of God that he has in store for us. And I wrote down here a couple of things. I wanted to just read that for you. And maybe this will make sense. I'll tie this up. If we don't know how to handle criticism, how can we handle honor? In other words, if, if you don't know what you're going to do with when people talk bad about you, and if you don't know how to bring that to the cross, when people talk good about you, you will get into pride and arrogance. And this, I, I wrote down another one. If you don't know how to handle little money, how can God be trusted? How can God can trust you with much are you steward of the small things? You know, one of the things God has been speaking again and again to us, don't despise the small things. Don't despise. You know, and sometimes it's challenging as a pastor. You know, I'm get, I get invited to places where hundreds of people are there and in my own church, you know, I have to count, you know, and every living, breathing soul I count, you know. And everybody, because you wanted to, you wanted to count the numbers. <laughs> And, uh, and you, you, but the Lord kind of keep on challenging you. It's like, hey, can you be, can I trust you in the little? Can I trust you with the little things? You know, sometimes you are thinking, I'm just doing here. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing my job. I'm doing my bond. No, if you are faithful in that little thing, little influence, I believe God will take us to the higher levels. I wrote on one more thing. If we don't know how to seek him in our low time, how will we respond to him in our good times? How will we respond in our good times? This is the joy of the Lord, of the redeemed. They walk through the wilderness. They walk through the challenging part. But they have said to that over their souls, do not be scared. The Lord is my redeemer. Amen. I want you to stand up. I want to pray with you. I want to pray the same prayer that's been prophesied by Isaiah. I want to pray this over you. All eyes closed. I want you to do yourself a prophetic act. If this is you, 
what i shared this morning if this makes sense to you you're going through the dry moment and you feel like you have lost joy and your hands are weak and your knees are feeble and your hearts are filled with fear this is what you need to do just put your hand on your heart nobody is going to look where you are at what you are at it's between you and daddy look at put your hand on your heart and and i want to pray for you i want to pray the prayer it says here be strong do not fear the lord says your god will come through he will come and save you you may not see now but your eyes will be opened you may not hear his voice but your ears will hear his voice you may feel stuck but you will leap like a deer you have no words to express your grief but your tongue will shout for joy you may go through dryness but water the rivers of the living god will flow out of this wilderness streams will flow in the desert yes the dry burning sand the situation around you will turn into pool of refreshing waters no more enemy no more lions or ferocious beast as a hold upon upon your life because you are redeemed and you are walking in the fullness father i pray for you.